Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friends, so glad that you're with me here on the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. I'm really excited to to have somebody, no joke, that is a global facilitator of the arts and creativity all all over the world in in the lives of so many artists. Uh, Veronica and Zarina is here. Veronica, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Matt. Absolutely. We've just been having a good time getting to know each other and visit before, you know, the podcast even started today. But for those folks that are just getting to know you, kind of let us know who you are, where you're from, what you do creatively, and then we'll we'll get into the good stuff that you guys are, are doing in business and in ministry. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, again, I'm Veronica Anzarena, and I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, quite creatively, I've spent 35 years as a graphic design and art director. And so marketing is really my, you know, my forte. Yeah. But um, today I have my own business and my my business sells products that are handcrafted by survivors of hardship all around the world. Mm, Wow. Wow. You know, it's it's amazing. I think how God evolves our calling as artists and just as yeah. kingdom people, did you ever think that this would be what you were doing when you were starting out years ago? And even just as an artist, I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause I can dabble in, I dabble in a lot of different mediums and, you know, I love printmaking. I love, you know, painting and, and watercolors and, you know, and then of course, graphic design was my career. I yeah. loved it. I love working, um, you know, in the creative arts and, and making a living at it, you know, that's a blessing, you know, but I, I didn't realize what God was, where he was taking me, let yeah. me say it that way, where he yeah, was going to take absolutely. me. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. a lot of us, I think have those, you know, the professional side of our creativity and the fun side of our creativity. And that seems like, I mean, you've, you've definitely be able to, to make a living from that and, and find enjoyment from that. Have you, have you felt the, the pull, I guess, the tension of that over your life of, Wanting to do more of the fun stuff and not as much of the professional stuff, or kind of back and forth. Absolutely, yeah. I, I tell you, I I joined uh, Creative to Thrive a little more than a year ago, and you know the process was a super challenge. I don't know how many times I've wanted to put in the question and answer day was what is it like because I know you probably can relate to this to transition from the marketing world into the fine arts world yeah. and to go from uh, you know having assignments with deadlines. And people giving you their vision and then you're filling that need, you know, to being a person that can create whatever they want. (laughs) That was a really, really challenging, you know, transition. I'll be honest, I'm still in that transition. But the the program has helped me to recognize that I'd forgotten how to have fun. So I think you nailed it. (laughs) It's about learning to have fun with that creativity. It's funny having come out of the marketing world and, you know, done all the same kind of things, a lot of the same things that you're doing, you know, professionally. It's yeah. even the way I, I approach my fine art world of things, I immediately 
once I figured out you could do commissions and I'm like, oh, this is great. I can get, I can take orders. I can find out what they want. I can get it on my timeline. I'm like, this is just like doing graphic design work. I said, this is just right. the same thing as if I'm weaving instead of doing it on the computer. So I, I totally get that. So, yeah. So now you yeah. have a, a real, for a long time, have had a passion for, for missions and creativity. How did the, those two things begin to sort of merge uh, in your life or converge rather? So. Well, yeah, I'm going to do my best to make the story not too detailed. (laughs) But one day I went to church and I was in college and I arrived, you know, and you know, you're an hour late because it was the day the time changed. (laughs) So uh, I slipped into church and as quiet as I could, I, I sat down in the back row and the person speaking was a missionary and he was a pastor to pastors. Mm. And he said, I love teaching on this day because half of you just got here and you're not bored with me yet. (laughs) (laughs) So he went on to teach about talk about the mission work they were doing in in all over Asia. It was a it was a a ministry that reached out to pastors in many different areas, many different nations. And he continued teaching while I'm listening to him. I heard a voice over my shoulder and it said, I want you in missions. Mm. And it was the first time I can you know, say that I heard something, you know, God's voice, but I didn't know it was God at the time because I turned and looked over my shoulder, like, who is that? Because I'm used to sitting in the first two or three right. rows. Right? In the middle of church. You know? talking to me, right? <laughs> and this day I'm in the very back row, which is not normal for me. And I look over my shoulder and you know what was behind me? It was a concrete wall. Wow. And so I was just like, whoa, that that had to be God. You know, that had to be you know, and then I started wrapping my head around what was he telling me? You know, he wanted me in missions. So, um, you know, long story short, it's been a few months. I mean, that was the spring. By that summer, I was on my way to a missions trip with with Youth with a Mission. Mm. And it was a very short, you know, um, time frame to step into hearing God, knowing his will, seeing his miraculous provision for the trip. And, um, and we ended up going to China. And we were a team of artists. Wow. And the thing that just really surprised me was when he first called me, I kept saying, God, how can you use me? I'm an artist. And I kept, I kept wondering because, you know, in the mission field, I can say, okay, there's pastors, there's evangelists, there's doctors, nurses, teachers. Okay. I don't fit in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, an you artist, can't be an artist, artist, right? Surely not. Right. <laughs> and so my big question was, how are you going to use me, Lord? And when I met up with a recruiter, that was, that was another funny story, but She's like, oh, I'm here looking for artists. And she seemed really discouraged, like she was having a hard time finding, you know, art students that would want to go to China. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I kind of was like, well, I'm an artist, you know, and still wondered how he was going to use me. When I arrived at uh, YWAM's college in, in Kona, Hawaii, yeah. and I walked in and I saw that they had a school of, of communication arts. They had a school of filmmaking. They had you know, in addition to evangelism and, you know, all these different things. And I just was stunned. I had no idea this even existed. And, and so I said, okay, Lord, here I am. I learned to hear him. I learned to walk with him on that trip. And we spent this amazing journey learning about, you know, um, the Chinese traditional fine arts and going to a school there and traveling around the country, keeping a journal. And I still wasn't sure how that equaled the missionary work that I understood. <laughs> but 
there I was. And it was an amazing experience. And that just sparked a flame for me to, 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 to love missions. I yeah, love a mission yeah. work. Yeah. Now, I don't know what year that was, but I'm assuming that was that was some years ago. And was that a singular experience for you or was there then a lot of different mission and art kind of things going on through the years? Or Well, so that was um, in the late 80s. Uh, I'm dating myself. OK, don't do the math. Nobody do the math. So <laughs> um, and then after that, I really prayed, pushed in, pressed into God, fasted, asked. And I said, God, what do you, what's next? You know, do I go back to college? Do yeah. I go into the mission work? What do you want? And he gave me a list of, of countries and, you know, about eight or nine nations around the world. And so I, I took that list. That list was precious to me, but I didn't know what was next. You know, that was like a big picture, yeah. you know, but what was next? And I ended up going back to school and working on my degree as a graphic artist, uh, you know, graphic arts major. And I went to a really good school. So you know, I didn't want to drop that, you know, and um, shortly after that fell, fell really sick. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Ended up in, uh, with my parents in Las Vegas, Nevada, from California wow. to Vegas and um, met my husband and he had a heart for missions, too. Mm. And so, you know, the next 25 years of marriage, et cetera, um, we didn't do much mission work. It was kind of strange. I went one trip to Thailand and we went in across the border. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, to Myanmar and worked with the, the people who were really being marginalized by war wow. in Myanmar. And, um, again, another experience that just, you know, it opened my mind to the idea of helping people, not just with, um, donating and contributing or going once in a while and supporting, but actually they were helping build the people's capacity to be self-sustaining. Yeah. They, you know, help them out until they can help themselves. Yeah. And uh, so that was a big shift for me in understanding, um, understanding, you know, how missions could be really effective, you yeah. know, not so people are continuously um, reliant on the help. Yeah. I, so still relate was, to that. I remember the, the first time we went to Africa back in. Oh, gosh, maybe 99, 2000 and went back several subsequent times and were involved in working with the church over there, not only doing conferences and that sort of thing, but also helping to support ministries that they were doing to help women yeah. who had, you know, been forced into prostitution or other, you know, crazy stuff going on yeah. in their life. They would bring them in and teach them job skills, you know, to be able to get them back on their feet and lots of other different right. things that they were doing. But it really just, I think, spoke to the entrepreneurial side of me as well as the ministry side of me that says, hey, you know, it's one thing to to preach to somebody, encourage them, pray for them, that sort of thing. But it's a whole nother thing to, in the context of what God's called you to, enable people and empower people to make a living and to be self-sustaining and, and that sort of thing. And so it's, it's amazing, I think, how God will start something in your life with a seed, like going to China, you know. Yeah. And then you think, okay, that's over, you know, and then you go on with your life 25 years. And then he's like, okay, now I'm ready to bring that thing back together. And you have had a, a passion now for a number of years of bringing that entrepreneurial side and the art side and the mission side together to really make a beautiful uh, convergent business tree, shall we say, of, of, yes. of, of helping creative people. So talk about what you guys are are doing. I just think it's such an incredible story. 
Well, so yeah, just to take a, a step back with doing yeah. a hardship in my family, my husband uh, fell very ill. And during that season, the Lord dropped this idea in my mind that if people were making in an impoverished area, if they couldn't sell their products they made to um, to the people in their area because poverty was you know all around them, mm. how could those jobs, how could that job skill training like you explained, you know, like I was thinking about the people I met in Thailand, sure. how could that become sustainable if they can't sell the products? So that was the idea the Holy Spirit dropped in me. And he said, he showed me the idea of creating a marketplace mm. for those kind of products that would bring the products into, you know, in front of people like in America and different places that could afford to buy. And that would help transition these people into, you know, being able to craft or make in a way that would become sustainable for them. Yeah. A livable so that wage. idea, yeah. sorry. A livable wage, which is what everybody yeah, needs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. And so that idea, that seed idea sat with me for uh, about five years. My husband passed, we transitioned through all of that. And then the Lord brought me a Boaz, as I like to call him, you know, who for the first time in many years, you know, I, I was supported, had a sustainable income. I didn't have to work. Yeah. And, and after, uh, you know, a year of the glue setting on our marriage, the Lord brought the idea back and he said, it's time. Wow. And so I started with the people I knew. I had a, a, someone I knew who had a, a ministry in China and she had all these women who were making beautiful handbags and, um, and I wanted to sell her bags. And then um, somewhere in the midst of all that transition, I had gone to Mexico to teach a class to assist with a class. And one of the artisans I met there had her own little jewelry business that some friends of ours in America yeah. helped her, you know, like you said, helped her learn the skill, learn how to handle money, learn, you know, a business mindset. And so what they poured into her, I was like, oh, I want to be part of this. So I started to sell her jewelry and um, my friend's handbags. And then I connected with a ministry called Agape International Missions and they make kimonos and t-shirts and mm. jewelry. And so I started with those three product lines and, um, you know, <laughs> it was challenging like to, uh, to build a really robust website was going to take some time. So we sure. started on the farmer's markets and wow. we started selling, you know, even weekly in a farmer's market. And, um, wow, it was just such an experience to learn, um, why people would want to buy what, what inspires them to want to support and, and to um, connect with um, that kind of art artisans and those crafting. And, you know, what ended up happening that I didn't expect was that I didn't really understand the whole world of human trafficking. Mm. And what I found that most of my makers had come out of that kind of an experience. Wow. And so those stories started coming in the marketplace across the table. People telling me about their niece that was trafficked. People telling me about, you know, their own experience. And so this business took on this other aspect of being a ministry as well. Yeah. You know, where I make sure that anybody who's working with me is, um, it's not hard to do, but they're mostly intercessors. They're people wow. who want to reach out and minister and can can connect with people and even see the hurt and start to, to minister to that hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, entrepreneurship, I think when you marry that with kingdom principles and with with healing and wholeness, it really can become a beautiful lifeline for people to be able to step out of seeming like they have no options and they have to 
go into this area or that area, you know, just to be able to survive and really be able to kind of create the life that, you know, they want to create with the Lord. And I, I just really, really love that. I'm sure you have so many stories of individual (laughs) people of lives who have been transformed and that sort of thing. Is there any one or two that, that come to mind of, of, of artists that you're selling their work and, their life has just been completely changed because of, of, of this opportunity? Well, um, let me, let me give some thought to that. I have right now we have like products from 14 nations wow. and, you know, a lot of different countries. And just to kind of close that circle, one thing that was interesting to me was how many of those nations were on that list that God had given me in the first place. Man. So I'm still hoping to be able to go into some of those nations because yeah. our desire is not just to sell the product, but to start to help build those entrepreneurial groups to help them with a product development. And so, you know, I, I'm not really answering your question, but I just wanted to show, you know, talk about the fact that the entrepreneur, the designer, you know, even be able to help with branding, to help with product development, that's our future. That's where we're headed to yeah. have that marketplace and then help the artisans as well. But I think the, the young woman in Mexico you know, it was just really a delight to work with her. I was teach, helping teach a sewing class, but I, her jewelry, what was exciting was she said, she said to she, when my friends found her, she was living in the back room of a shop mm-hmm. with her baby boy. She was only 18 and she was exchanging favors, if you will, with the shop owner, just to, just to have a roof over her head. Wow. And so these friends helped her. They said, no, you, you need to not be doing it. You need a good life for your son. So they were retired entrepreneurs. They trained her up. And so when I met her and I said, can I help you sell your jewelry? She said, oh, this is just what I needed. I needed to get my product online. And yeah. I didn't know how. And so that, you know, again, sparks that, that, yeah. that convergence of you have a need and I have a way and let's make it happen. You I know? love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I just think of that verse, you know, one waters and one brings the harvest, one plants the seed, you know, it's like each part of that story, you know, and you're just being faithful in the thing that, that God has brought you to. So, you know, it's, it is amazing. If you think back, you know, late eighties, that mission trip, you sitting in church, God saying, I want you in missions and that's right. Isn't it amazing if you had just kind of looked back at that cement wall and said, what was that? That was just me. That was just, that was just my voice. That wasn't really God. And you just kind of shook it off and you kind of kept doing what you were doing. Imagine what you would have left on the table, not only in your own life, but also in the lives of, of countless thousands of people probably that are being impacted by what you're doing. And I'm, and I'm just thinking, what would you say to people who are maybe experiencing that kind of moment right now in their life where they feel like, God's got something significant for their creativity, for their art, for whatever it is he's called them to, but maybe they're doubting it. Maybe they're kind of second guessing and is this God? And I don't know. And it's so big and all that. What what would you say to encourage them today? Oh, wow. So many things. One really press in and learn to hear God's voice. Mm. That that's really your foundations of knowing his direction, his, his will. And, and I think other, the other thing, that happened for me during the YWAM trip was learning that his way is better than mine. Mm. And because he's our loving father, 
he even told me when I was learning to hear him, I said, why can't we do it my way? And he said, you know, with another he's like, I got this. But, right. <laughs> I have A and B. Why not? You know, and he's like, no, it's C. And I said, why? And he, why? And, and what, what he said transformed me. He said, because, because I have a better plan. Mm. You know, I have a better way. And it never occurred to me because you know, I'd grown up in a really, you know, really staunch, maybe legalistic, even uh, church upbringing. It never occurred to me that God's ways were were to bless me, yeah. that he was a loving father that had a good plan. Mm. And so when you start to hear him and you know those things, you start to let you allow that in to know that his plan is good. Yeah. It might be adventurous. He might take you in places you never expected but it's a good plan and it's, and it's worth letting go of the reins yeah. and letting him lead, yeah. you know, cause you know, I'm saying, God, what can you do me, with me as an artist? What his plan for me, I had no, you know, I had no idea that he would do that. You know, it says it, it, he will do abundantly more than we can ever hope or ask. Wow. I mean, I'm living that now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I just, imagine it. I think too, you know, as as you and I are in the stage of life that that we're in, it's so easy to think at 18, 25, 35, whatever, you know, we think in <laughs> in months and years, right? You know, That's and I right. think God yeah. God thinks in seasons and generations and lifetimes and and all yeah. of this. And I I don't know about you now, but I mean, I I have a much I I try to cultivate a much more long term view. Um, in my life, as opposed to God, I need this right now. Can you please show up and do this? Because I'm trying to get on with it. You know, it's like you just kind of realize, okay, it's all working together. I may not understand it all right now, but I, but I trust that this is His story, and I'm a part of it, even if I if I don't get all the pieces and parts. Isn't that faith though? It yeah. says that you know, without faith, we it, it, we can't please God. So if we That's step right. into that faith. That trusting that he's got a plan and trusting that he knows better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> even, you know, even if I'm talking to a young person, you know, I'm encouraging, trust him to show you who your spouse is, because he he has a better understanding of who we are than anybody. Yeah. And, and you know, walking through that and letting God lead those things in my life, you know, it's that step, those steps of faith. And not only it's not just to please him because it does. But you're going to end up with more in your life than you could have ever, you know, thought, yeah. you know, that, that you could have done on your own. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah good. It gets gooder it and gooder, doesn't it? Every- <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yes, it is. Well, hey, listen, I know that people are going to want to see the work that you guys are doing. And guys, yeah. I want to encourage you, click the links that are here in the, in the show notes and, uh, you know, buy these products and, and support what you guys are doing. But Veronica, where's the where's the best place people can find you online, website, social, what? What's the best place to reach out? Okay. So my website is hopeco.global. Okay. So cola like company company. Yeah. Uh-huh. So hopeco.global. And you can find our products there and you can see a lot of what we make, you can read the artists and stories there. Oh, and also wow. you can find out what events we're in. We usually do about two events a month 
and in the winter seasons around the holidays, we'll ramp up to that uh, and probably do even more. But so you can find us there, hopeco.global. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at also hopeco.global. Awesome. Well, guys, definitely go there. Again, you can get the link right here in the show notes or if you're watching YouTube in the description. And uh, Veronica, thank you for saying yes to everything that God had for you, has for you. And, and uh, it's just so incredible to see how just that dream and that that passion for Jesus and art and missions has all come together in this beautiful, impactful way. So thanks so much for, for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.